This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's Chris-a-mania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, oh, with the powerful you. questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Welcome, my friends. How are you? Doing well? Well, that's great. Thank you for downloading this and joining me for another episode of the Chris Van Vliet Show. And boy... Uh, This might be one of the most anticipated interviews I've done all year. I mean, when I posted this on Twitter and Instagram and said I was going to interview the Young Bucks, you guys flooded me with a ton of questions for them, and I loved it. Thank you for that. And nothing was off limits in this interview. I mean, we talked about what was supposed to happen with Cody Rhodes' chair shot at Fighter Fest that Nick Jackson said was a gimmicked chair. We talk about their conversations they've been having with CM Punk. We talk about Pac's AEW status. We talked about the possibility of an AEW video game. We talked about whether being the elite will still exist when AEW starts on weekly television on TNT this fall. I mean, we covered it all. Uh, and I'm super grateful that this interview happened because I interviewed the Bucks about a year and a half ago with Kenny Omega at a Ring of Honor show in Fort Lauderdale. And it was cut short because the show was about to start. They were turning the right lights on and off to warn us that the show was starting. It was not the best interview. uh, And we needed a redo here. And even though we had this interview set up at Florida Supercon on Miami Beach, it almost didn't happen. I know you guys love hearing the stories of how this stuff comes together. And this is an epic one. I was at a wedding the night before with my girlfriend in Cincinnati. It's a wedding. So it ended at like midnight. We get back to the hotel, maybe 1230 or something. I woke up at 4 a.m. to take the first flight back at 6 a.m. to then land at 9 a.m., got picked up at the airport, made it into the interview room with the box with like two minutes to spare. Yeah. But boy, am I glad this worked out because the interview is awesome. And you know what else is awesome? You know what's awesome? These reviews you guys have been leaving me on Apple Podcasts. So please keep them coming. I'm going to read one on every episode. Uh, hopefully more keep piling in. Now we've got like 100 and, 126 of them. The, we, the show is like two weeks old. This is amazing. I'm glad you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. Stephen Parsons 15 titles this Must Listen Podcast. He says, if you like listening to interviews by a genuine reporter who gets the best out of whoever he's interviewing, this is the podcast for you. CVV is quite frankly the best in the world at everything he does. That might be a bit of an exaggeration, but thank you, Stephen. Listen to this podcast. It's become a daily ritual for me. That is exceptionally kind. That's very Thank you very much. And uh, thank you to Green Roads. 
because as you know, the Chris Van Vliet Show is brought to you by Green Roads. They have the best CBD products, hands down, and not all CBD products are equal. Now, we've heard a lot about CBD oil and CBD products, and a lot of companies have come out of nowhere trying to cash in on this, and their stuff's, quite frankly, not very good at all. And a lot of them don't even have CBD in them. Green Roads, though, was founded by pharmacists. They're dedicated to improving the lives of people who take it. It's not just CBD oil, although their CBD oil is very good. Their creams, their gummies, uh, everything they have is awesome. Even their CBD oil for pets, it just helps. It's helped for me uh, with just kind of getting my mind, maybe not be so stressful. And I've got a lot going on these days. So it's been awesome. Use my code CHRIS15 to get 15% off your order at greenroadsworld.com. The CVV Show also brought into your ears by the microphone that I'm speaking into right now. Samson Technologies hooked us up with our podcasting equipment, and I can't thank them enough for that. Go to samsontech.com where you can see their full lineup of awesome equipment at surprisingly great prices. Uh, This is such a great conversation with Matt and Nick. I love how they speak so openly about literally any subject that I brought up and 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 they're not afraid to say the letters WWE which a lot of people in AEW don't say they'll just say some other companies it's also fascinating to hear how close they were to signing with WWE like really close before AEW became a reality so sit back relax please enjoy this chat with the young bucks Uh, I feel like sitting in these big interview chairs, like we're on like a professional interview show here. Yeah, it kind of yeah. feels like that. Yeah, yeah. you, you got yeah, to you gotta hold the mic up here. Yeah, All right, there, there we, we go. go. <laughs> right, that's it. Nick, Nick has morning face still. He's like barely. <laughs> see yeah, this? I didn't sleep the night before this, so I slept my ass off last night. <laughs> He's even got that morning voice. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. I like. Thank you guys for making this happen. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. I know you guys are busy people. And the last time we spoke was about a year and a half ago. That's right. Ring of Honor. The uh, interview where the lights were going out because the time was, you know, was Kenny with us? We were like sitting in the bleachers. That's right. That's yeah. it. That's it. I, remember yeah. that. I don't even remember. And that. we all, I don't think any of us had t-shirts on that day. I think we were Definitely all just Kenny shirtless. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. No. And I was like, uh, that's it. Like the, the way I got like four minutes. Like, oh, so thank you for maybe giving me more than four minutes today. <laughs> oh, you know what? Now I remember. That was when we had like eight interviews in like a matter of that's like right. yeah. an that's hour. Right. And, and the one guy took like in. 28 minutes that's for your 30 minutes of interviews. Yeah. And anytime you're yeah. dealing with Kenny, he's quite a wild card. <laughs> so, so we knew we we're like this is gonna be short <laughs> but obviously a lot has changed in the last year and a half yes uh, sir Holy um, from crap. the outside looking in yeah what's been the biggest change for you guys you know actually being in this Jeez, the biggest change oh man well f- we were talking about this just a second ago right uh about the the schedule is just so different like the the travel like nick and i you know we're so used to being on an airplane every three days so as soon as we signed these contracts january 1st like we barely traveled so we've been home with our families, which has been amazing. But uh, at the same time, it's been different for us because like we're so used to being on the go yeah. and I'm, I'm just always around. So I'm sure I'm just in the way of like, uh, you know, my wife's plans and my, my kids are probably like, what's dad still doing here? But uh, we've also had a lot of time to, to bond and stuff. Sorry. And and uh, we've had to kind of like grow into these these jobs, these ex- as executives, you know, as vice presidents. And, and uh, I'll tell you the truth, like when we started, I'm like, what does that even mean? What is this? what does this job mean? I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. And, uh, but I feel like since then I've learned so much about what that means. 
And uh, I'm, I, I feel like it's made me mature as a, as a person, as a business person. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's just been really fresh and new. We live on the phone. Yes. That's a big difference. It's just, a, it's a never ending 24 seven group chat yeah. about creative, or it's an email that, like a chain that never ends. It's you're constantly working. It's a lot of work. What? Someone needs to contact us at every hour yes. of the day so that's a big difference you're always on yeah. tony mentioned you guys have this group chat what yeah. is the title of the group chat i named it creative the other day actually right okay. yeah, yeah i finally gave it a name i'm like we should probably name this well, thing there's multiple like, yeah chats. that's the there's, main one right there's now an though. aew yeah. one there's a yeah. creative there's a aew good brothers one right? <laughs> oh yeah with jericho's in that one uh, there's a bunch we have a collaborations yeah. work with conan <laughs> Jericho loves calling yeah. people good brothers. Yes, he yes. loves yes. it. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So your your EVPs, there's a, mm. there's a bunch of EVPs. Obviously, yeah. you guys all have different roles. What mm. exactly are the roles that you guys have in the company? It, it, we're such a baby company still. It's, I think we're still trying to figure that out. Like we all kind of just like we're wearing twenty hats each. So well, like, yeah, I I think we are behind the tag teams that are getting hired for sure. Signed. For so sure. There's different like categories you could say like. Kenny is, he's taking his time on the women's division. He's got his hands all over that. He's uh, helping out with a lot you of that You should have seen work. him at Fighter Fest. Oh my gosh, like, yeah. He had to like, what, with he worked three, to, three different matches he had to, yeah. he had yeah. to coach. So, he did great. Wow. Yeah, and plus he had to do our match. So he was just, uh, he was nuts that day. And then he had the run in later. Yeah, he yep, yep. all day long. Like, wow. he, at, at the end of the night, he just passed out. <laughs> Just, he was dead. He so worked this, his butt So this off. is probably also a difference for you guys. Mm -hmm. Usually when you're working indie shows, you go, you you do your appearance, yes. you sign your autographs, you do your match. Right. Where will you? Where would we find you guys oh my God. backstage in an AEW oh show? My Never stationary. Like, we're always running, running around, around doing yep. something. It, it, it's, it's pretty hectic. <laughs> it's really made my anxiety levels, like, come to another level, like, on show days. Like, I thought I was anxious before. Now, this job, it's like... Oh my God, Nick! Like we're just looking at each other. Like when are we gonna have time to 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 even sit down and talk? When are we gonna have time to to eat or, or talk to this guy or this guy? Like it's been it, fun though. It's panicked. It's, it's like challenging. It, it's very challenging. But you know, it yeah. reminds me of uh, like 15, 12 years ago when mm. we were running our own little yeah. small company, and uh, we ran it all by ourselves. So it's very similar, but this is obviously on a larger scale. People people don't realize too, like the fact that the Lucha Brothers are insane and they wrestle four times a week or whatever right so yeah. they're never going to make a call time because they're coming from a different town so they always show up last second we're busy as it is yeah. so like at fighter fest we didn't even have a finish called and the match before us was finishing we had no finish no call. way yeah, it's just it's just how it is so we're just like looking at each <laughs> I, uh, other like brandon uh he's filming us right now for bte uh he says he's never seen us that nervous before a match because usually <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're like cool calm and collected yeah. you know we were freaked out <laughs> wow. yeah. to break kayfabe uh as soon as our music hit i went oh my god i don't even know my opening high spot <laughs> i don't even know my opening high spot yeah. what am i gonna do yeah. this guy it, speaks spanish yeah. <laughs> it's been hard man and a lot of guys like they have a week, two weeks, a month, they, they go and they, they plan their matches ahead of time or they rehearse. And like Nick and I have always been like, no, the red light's got to be on. It's show day. We call that thing. Last and minute, like, yeah. but like, we're really pushing this now. We're like, we're like, maybe we should consider getting together a little earlier in the day or the day before. We, perhaps. we like, always had that. Yeah. Us and like 
Kevin Steen. El Generico was pretty bad, too. We were all, the four of us, always calling things last second. El Generico was famous for always never having his gear on and his match would be up next. He'd always be running around in silver underwear. Like, his one boot, like, not not tied and, like, his mask, like, halfway on. And he'd be, like, going through the match panicked. That, that's us. We're, wow. we're El Generico now. Are you able to take a step back, though, and mm. realize, like, how much of an impact? You've only had two shows. How mm. much of an impact it's you're crazy, having on the wrestling yeah. world as a whole? Insane. I, We've changed the whole pay scale for everyone in wrestling, which is awesome. Like, a lot of our friends are getting paid, and they're finally making money for the first time in their careers. Yeah. And it feels good. It feels awesome. It just but feels like they've put pressure. The pressure's been put on yeah. everybody in the professional wrestling business. You have to kill it every show. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's trying harder now. Uh, it's very competitive again. We need competition, and the, the industry needs it to survive. Yeah. But even before AEW, you guys mm-hmm. had changed the indie wrestling game. Like, it really was you guys that were putting your fingerprints on this and going, you don't need to sign with a major sure. company to make a living to pay your mortgage. Yeah, we, we saw Colt Cabana uh, be the pioneer of, of that way, and uh, he he went to WWE for a minute, but after that he went full on and just made tons of money. And I remember we'd be at little indie shows, and he would tell us his year to date, and we we were blown away. We're like, how is that even possible? Well, and much of that came through the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. So I remember we well, said to each other, sales and yeah, all and that. merch, yeah, but yeah. a lot of it was podcast. Stuff. Yeah, and we were blown away. We're like, wow, we could do this then without going there, yeah. and uh, we pretty much took what he did and tried to do it oh we 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 did it with youtube you know what i mean and 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 being the elite was born i think that's when we started going to the shows and we started seeing our lines just growing and 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 our merch uh being bought more and it 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 just seemed like we were like it's because of that right like you could just tell so we started we started kind of like surveying and we were like it is because of that so we just put everything into this this show and uh once that happened it was like it, it felt like people started knowing us on a personal level yeah. uh and people were just rooting for us as people not just like oh these guys are great wrestlers but i actually like you know i, I like them because you know they're they're family guys and we like the same restaurants and, and i i like drinking 12 cups of coffee like matt does always on being the and they're always tired like we became more relatable you know what yeah. i mean and uh, the, so the show really changed that and uh yeah, like I, I don't know what happened. We just felt like this boom happening on the well, independence. The club got really hot. Too. Yeah, there absolutely, was, absolutely. There's a multiple like uh, of things that mm-hmm. went with it. New Japan was getting red hot. So many things went. The timing right. was right. Yeah, the timing was perfect. And we just and we saw it and we capitalized yeah. on it. We're always thinking six months a year ahead. So like I think that's one thing that that we've always done in the professional wrestling business. We're always looking at the trends. Like what's trending? Let's go with that thing. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people don't think are that way. the trend. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, everything, we've, we always talk about this, about, about like everything we've done in fresher wrestling up until this day, it yeah. was, it, we didn't realize it was training us for AEW. Like we had no idea. We didn't know we were going to be executives one day or help write creative. Yeah. Like I think the show uh, being the elite helped us kind of condition us to like writing a show every week. We didn't realize it. We were like, having a deadline. I told you Matt know? that too. We were starting to get burnt out. Yeah. And, uh, we both said, hey. We're doing this show on a weekly basis for something bigger. I don't know what it is, mm. but I hope soon it comes. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, AEW was born, and then we felt like, hey, that was the reason for it. There, it's, it's actually crazy that there might at some point be more people watching Being the Elite than watching you guys on TV. And that's not sure. a knock yeah. on TNT. Sure. That's just the, the trend of how broadcast is going. Sure, and I, I think 
once we are on TNT and we're able to, to plug it, I think that's going to help oh, a lot. Yeah. Oh, so being the elite will continue? I, you know, like we don't, we, we always say we don't know, right? But like, how could, how could it not in some way? I don't know if it's going to be the same format. I don't know if it's going to, like, who knows? I, I don't think that we can just get rid of it though, because it's so powerful of a tool for us. Yeah. I think it's always going to have to be around, like in some fashion. But right now you're doing stuff on being the elite mm. that has a payoff on AEW programming. Yes. Can you do that week to week? That's a good question. It would be hard because we already have to write the stuff for the TV show, and then we would have to write more for the YouTube right. show. So yeah, then are you going to save stuff and go, ooh, it might, <laughs> maybe be better on the YouTube show. Maybe it would turn more into the old school vlog of us traveling and stuff like Behind that. Behind the scenes, stuff you don't see. It was way easier on us, so we didn't have to think of like stories. We would just, all right, just film me because I'm right. walking. You know what's I'm so driving, great about? Just film me do that. Like, what's that so was great easy. about the show, too, though, is like if we can't fit the entire roster on the television show, we go, hey, we got Being the Elite. Yeah, People are still here let's get them on this yeah you know it's like i think that's yeah. another way it can be useful going forward yeah well i mean yeah. you guys have you really have changed things uh and you have this entrepreneurial mindset now yeah. was this something that was instilled at you at a young age like were you mowing the neighbor's yard or something like that <laughs> pretty much i mean we were working with our dad yeah he, he's at a young age construction forever so we were we were building roofs with him when i was like 12 years old same with you we, we uh, came from very little though houses. like we had a like my my dad didn't make a whole lot of money but he's hustling Right, so yeah. we learned that that hustle and yeah, that's true. working hard, and we had a big family with four kids, family of six. Mm -hmm. So we, like I said, we didn't come from a whole lot of money. Like uh, we struggled. So I think a part of that also, like now, it's like we finally have come into making good income. But I'll never forget those days of struggling. So yeah. it's like I think that's a big part of why we hustle and why we never quit. Maybe maybe there's this weird fear inside of me of being broke again one day. You know what I mean? Because I know what yeah. it's like. So like I never like Nick and I are never comfortable or complacent. We always are like let's move forward, let's go, let's go, let's go. We're at this convention this weekend. You know what I mean? We just we just we were home for a couple of days. You know, it's like we're, we we still have it in our blood. It's never gonna stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But as far as being an entrepreneur, I don't know, man. I don't know where that came. I think really would you say like the maybe ten years ago. Like, like we talk about the Colt Cabanas, the El Generico's, the Kevin Scenes, the guys that were sitting behind the table, the Chris Heroes, the guys that were sitting behind the table hustling. And we would be at the same table, but we wouldn't have a single person in our line. And then we would get to the back and we would see them with just wads of cash. And we go, what are they doing different? You know, and, and, and I remember just watching them and seeing the way they would engage with fans and how they would be happy and, 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 and inviting. And we would kind of be shy and just put our heads down. I'm like, we have to be more like that. Yeah. And then kind of look at their designs and go, okay, people like those designs. Let's yeah, do something yeah. similar to that. So we, it's really just, all it is, is, is you're, you're copying what you see and you're making it your own. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the phrase is yeah. success leaves clues. So if you can yes. take a little bit from each yeah, person. Yeah. Right. Um, but it also, you know, wrestling's all been, been, always been about telling the story within the ropes. You mm -hmm. guys have completely changed that. Sure. Maybe because you're taking the clues from all these other people. I think so. But, you know, you're telling a story, you know, all the time now. Right. Some people say we don't know how to tell <laughs> stories, though. <laughs> we get that all the time. Yes. We, we always will. But yeah. that just comes with how we look, how we carry ourselves. Right. And, uh, I don't know. I, our style yeah. in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's one thing we'll always be underrated for is our storytelling. But again, we're always looking six months ahead yeah. at, at, at you know, where's this headed? And uh, everything we do is very strategic in that ring. And whether and but, but the way we tell stories now, it's like if we plant something on our series, there's there's good reason for it. There's mm. 
there's most likely going to be some type of payoff yeah. down the line. We're not just randomly putting stuff on there. So, yeah. Well, speaking of storytelling, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life, mm. as have you guys. I had never heard the term gimmicked chair shot before. <laughs> so you've got to explain this yeah. to me. That was brand new. Yeah. <laughs> Cody was working on that for a good month, I'd say, right? right? Yeah. What was supposed to happen? Well, the chair, it was the middle of it was so soft. Well, not soft. They sanded it's down, metal. Right? Yeah. But, yeah, it was so thin, I should say, yeah. It should have probably broke over his head if it was right in the middle of it. The edge of it happened to nail him in the back of the head, and that's what cut him up. And so the chair would have folded over. He would have been yeah. wearing the chair on his head. And it would have been easier than, like, it would, it would have felt like, uh, what were those? Like those a cookie, cookie sheet sheets that, oh. yeah, it was as, as thin as that. So it should have been like that, but it didn't. <laughs> it just <laughs> so, hit him at the wrong angle and busted yeah. him open. Yeah, Is so. Cody okay? Yeah, he's all right. He's okay. He got he a, staples. I heard it was a dozen, but I guess he, he said it was 10, 10, 12, 10 staples. Yeah. But he's all right. He's okay. No it definitely concussion. caught him, though. Like, he was. Oh, still, yeah. Yeah, he was. Lesson he was learned. Well, uh, then there's a bunch of fans going, well, he got hit on this side, and he was bleeding on the other side. It's like, well, obviously the lip of the chair yeah. caught yeah. him. Yeah, the lip caught him, and it got him good. So it's too bad, uh, but either way, we knew it would carry controversy. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> warned them, and yeah, we, we were like, them. "This is going to be a big thing." And I mean, and it was, and it and it had its effect, and it worked. But I'm just glad he's okay. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's scary. Anything with the with, with when you're messing with your brain, yeah, man, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. freaky. Everyone is freaked out. Either way, do I'm just you, glad he's okay. Do you think that that'd be a spot you guys would try again? Maybe not. You know, this weekend, I, don't, if I, I would. I wouldn't have tried it in the beginning, in the first place. <laughs> if Cody, maybe, maybe think Cody, Tony will know. allow. Yeah. That yeah, he again, was pretty yeah. upset about it. So. Really? Yeah. But did, wouldn't he have to have the okay? Yeah, but I, I think they were hoping that it would go down differently. Sure. You know what I mean? Not, not a as a botch of <laughs> the way it went down. <laughs> <laughs> is there like, is there a chain of command? Like, is Tony the last Tony person? Tony yes, yeah. okay? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. So everything goes through him. And everything yeah. goes through. So Tony. if it, there's has there been ideas that have been run up the ladder, I guess to Tony, he goes, I don't think so. Guys. Usually he's really flexible. Yeah. Like it, it is collaborative, but yeah, like if you're gonna get any, if anything actually ends up happening on that show, Tony has heard about the idea and oh, it's, wow. he's, he's cleared okay it. it. Yeah, he's yeah. okay it. But Tony and Tony, like wins and losses, we'll get this the rest of our careers, right? <laughs> They're gonna go. The Bucks booked themselves to win. You yeah, know how badly yeah. we did not want to win any of the matches we've had. Like Tony is the That's last right. guy. And we, it's a collaborative. Till the thing. last minute, we yeah. were like, no, we're losing in Vegas. Yeah. Tony's nope. He he's the guy who signs off on wins and losses. That's him. Mm. That's his job. Well, if, if I had to guess as a fan, then you guys win the tag team titles. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, who knows, well, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wins and losses matter. You know, right? like yeah. while well, we are two and zero, oh, right? I can't imagine <laughs> us not eventually holding them. But of course, you know, we'll see. We'll see. How, how long? You don't have to tell us specifically, but how long until we start to figure out the details of the tag team tournament? Probably soon. 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 We got brackets uh, almost uh, done. Yeah. Right? Wow. Like, yeah. Tony's I think there's got, a couple. We're still. Tony's got a lot of good ideas for it. And this so. is we're talking immediate. Like this is one of the things we want to kick TV off with. Okay. So it's going to be a big deal. And then yeah. like Nick said the tag divisions huge to us it's stacked yeah so uh we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> really make this good are there new tag teams that we haven't seen yet that you guys will be bringing there in? might we've been there's talking. plans there's yeah. plans yeah now when you guys talk about you know having your hands on the tag team division yep. are luchasaurus and jungle boy considered a tag team i think so yes yep okay that's yep. exciting yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we could have a good one with those it's guys. funny because like like we considered it and we were like, yeah, that'd be great. But then they started getting so over. We we're like, yeah. okay, they're attacking for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like they yeah. can't, like they can't come out without one another. Now. Right? It's, yeah, they're for sure attacking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of questions surrounding Pac. Mm -hmm. What's what is the latest situ on him? 
He's coming. I mean, eventually. Okay. Yeah, he's 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 coming though. I, I'm pretty sure. We, I mean, we're pretty much at 99. percent You know, it's a work in here. progress. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's obvious that Matt and I are big fans. Oh of my his, god, yeah. Uh, we uh, we met him like 10 years ago over in Japan, so uh, we're, we'll always have ties with him, and we want to work things out with him. So yeah. All right, well, looking th- good. That's that's exciting because we haven't yeah. really heard really heard any sort of update about yes. him. No, it, it's, before it's, Double or Nothing. It's a priority for us, and uh, I think we're going to make this thing work. Good, because I think a lot of fans were going, well, if he didn't show up at Double or Nothing, he wasn't at Fighter Fest, yeah. maybe he's not coming anymore. I think eventually we'll I get I think him. it's just a matter of trying to fit his schedule with ours. So yeah. Hopefully uh, things work out. If things didn't come together with Tony Khan and AEW, with the success of All In, yep. were you guys thinking of starting your own promotion anyway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. We considered it. Uh, it, was, it was either the last options we had before AEW became a thing is going to WWE or starting our own thing. And uh, we were probably going to start our own thing. <laughs> it was hard, though, because like, we, had, we had some great offers yeah. on the table. What, what uh, was WWE one of those offers? Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah we, talked, offer. we talked to them endlessly, like endlessly. Wow. Um, and I, at one point, I remember me, Nick, and Kenny were in a room because all of our deals were up around the same time. And we got off the phone one day, and we looked at each other. I said, "I, I think we're all going to WWE." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was they that close. close. It was yeah. that close. Wow. And uh, and Tony came to us at the right time, and he just made the better offer, you know. And I'm not talking financially. I'm talking, uh, you know, hey, you guys could run this thing. Yeah. And that's something that we couldn't get elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, I was like, and I want you guys to hire your people you know like you can't I, put a dollar no, you amount can't. on any of that it's like it's like someone saying hey i want you to make a movie and you can hire all the cameramen you can hire all the writers you can hire all your all so, your friends to be so with it's you kind of like an adam sandler movie yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like yeah, i want he gave us the keys to this thing and it's like you can't say no to this you know isn't and, there also a certain point where you've made enough money that like what's another couple hundred thousand dollars sure. or whatever that's like it won't really matter. No, the, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yes, right? it, it, I always you can't put a price tag on mental health. Yeah. Sure. And and being around all of the people you love and and actually being able to be creative and express yeah, yourself, and you, know you can't what? put a price One tag on that. One thing that uh, took us out of the race for going to WB was the amount of dates that they would want us to do, and we're like, but they even this. offered us limited a limited schedule. And, and, and really? we, yeah. yeah, but we have. We have young families. Even with yeah. that limited schedule, it was like, God, I can't imagine being home for two days for my kids, you know, what I mean? yeah. like yeah. a week. But anytime like, we would mention, like, the reasons wanted, why we were afraid to go, to though, work. Yeah. they would they would say, okay, well, we'll do this. We'll do. They had an answer for everything. Yeah. So that's why when we got off the phone that one day, the three of us looked at each other and said, well, I guess we're going to WWE. Like, They're how can you say no yeah. to that? Yeah. And then, you know, we just got a hold of the cons, and that wow. was it. Yeah. Was the plan to go to the main roster because a lot of people come in go yeah. to NXT yeah they were already talking big big plans for us yeah wow. yeah but I mean again like, we were never one thing about the three of us we're very unique is like a lot of the a lot in of the boys hearts, you know we knew what we were gonna yes do. but yeah. a lot of the boys is their, their end game is WWE we gave up that years, years ago yep. like I maybe when I was like 23 you know what's funny you is know. when we were doing extra work for them in like 2008 maybe yeah like we would be backstage and we're like, God, this environment sucks. Yeah. It's like, why are we walking on eggshells when we're trying to get a job? Like, yeah. imagine when we have a job here, how it's gonna feel. And I always remembered that as a young like adult, I was like, 
I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I remember we'd I don't have think a conversation. I could live that life. We would look at and each it, other and it go. Kind of broke my heart. Though, yes. Because at that time, I wanted to be a WWE superstar. Like right. that was my my goal was to be there. And then being back there, I was like, God, this this is terrible. And like for us, like we suck at at, at people like talking down to us and like like we authority figures. Like we just we just rebel. It's in our spirit yeah. to like be you know DIY. And we're like we can kind of keep that same spirit if we do this other thing. Like why should we stop? being who we are yeah. and we could still put out the content we want to put out like yeah. why should we stop that I, like and I, and I think like five years ago when we started making very good money we we're like oh yeah all right we don't need to go there ever yeah. so we could have stayed in ROH forever yeah, and been fine yeah. or have done independence and been fine and like the the original question you're like were you going to start a wrestling company we talked it we kicked we around actually, the idea yeah us Cody yeah. and Kenny we were thinking of like, was this the rumor with Jr.? Remember this? No, no, no. That was that, a different rumor. That was something completely different. <laughs> I don't know how that got started, actually. Yeah, I don't know who. Leaked we were talking the about doing maybe that. what four big shows a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We were even talking to like Netflix and things like that. To, oh wow. To yeah. To maybe get things going, but we didn't have to. So yeah. <laughs> I'm glad uh, everything out. worked out. Is in the, the plan end. with AEW still four big shows a year? I think um, so. Four big pay per views. I think that's the idea. Well. Double or nothing, you said uh, last week, would yeah. be a continuous Yeah, we'll be back. We'll show. do another one. We'll Vegas was very happy. And we love Vegas because it's only a drive away from us. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that again for sure. We're still year. planning our schedule. Like, with like we don't even know yet. It's still kind of out there. We just but. got a, a big lineup, though, yeah. to, uh, to see what we liked. And we got a whole I know we want to go to the cities. UK. That's a big, with yeah. the ITV we'll deal. Like, we would like to go there. excited people are hearing that right now. Yeah. There are <laughs> so there. many UK wrestling oh, okay. fans. Yeah, we have to go. We yeah, have we'll to go. be out there. Canada. A lot of people are asking about I, Canada. I yeah. would love to go uh, to Canada. Tony I'm loves Canada. Canada. Okay. Yeah. Tony yeah. loves Canada. I mentioned to Tony that I'm from Toronto. He's like, did you know that I own the Four Seasons? He, <laughs> he loves talking about that. Oh, no. he, he loves, loves talking that hotel. He loves that hotel. Like, of course you own the Four Seasons. Yeah, I think Toronto would be a great city, right? Great, great. Yeah, we'll be there eventually. Tony's talking about doing a big show in the UK, so I don't want to give spoilers. Anywhere we go, though, now the fans are like, when you come in here and yes. it's like we always say like like we're going to be touring so eventually we'll, we'll be, come yeah. like we'll be around the plan everywhere. is to go everywhere yeah. so I, I don't know when but well what size venues can you start running though when you start touring uh, that's it tricky. depends like the uk i feel like we could probably do a pretty good sized one yeah you think and probably uh, toronto as the well the rule of thumb i always go off of if, is if if it's a big city it's a big building yeah. Small, yeah. small city, smaller yeah. smaller building yeah, yeah. i think it's we're like, going to look at five to twelve thousand yeah. seaters yeah that sounds fair. I mean, that's yeah. what's on the schedule right now. So yeah. I think we'll plan accordingly, too. We want to get too far ahead, and then, you know, something happens like the, the what happened with New Japan and Dallas. You know what I mean? I'm not taking a shot at them. They shot they, they went they shot high, yeah. but they couldn't fill it up. Like, I, I just don't want pictures on the Internet of, of empty seats. That's our biggest thing. Like, yeah. we, we want to we wanna be – we, we want to plan ahead and be smart about this. But is it – so is it better to sell out a 4,000-seat place mm-hmm. – or to put six thousand in a ten thousand. I mean, place. an you economics guy, the finance guy, will say six thousand. Yeah. yeah, but I don't and know. It's it's all about perception. Yeah. The internet's so funny. Like, uh, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah like it's hard to yeah. even explain. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what what is right. You know, I, and what I, is wrong. I think <laughs> the bottom line is the dollar, right? So, like, how big was that building? Okay, how much did that building cost? Did it cost more? Did you make the money back with the six? Like, it, it, it's economics. Like. Yeah. I don't know. Like me as a professional wrestler, I'll go. I'd rather sell at that four thousand, so That's it looks true. awesome. We rock you know that what? building. You know? the, 
perception of it is yeah. you sold it out. No matter how many people you put right. in the building, it was called a sellout. Yeah. So it's always going to look better. Well, then if you run small out. buildings forever, you'll always sell yeah, out. Exactly. <laughs> but but at the same time, we're ambitious, yeah. and it, I, I can't see Tony being like, "Yeah, let's just run theaters forever." Like yeah. he's just he's like us yeah. and Cody and Kenny. They're the same. Like we're going to shoot high, and we'll probably yeah. do you know some massive buildings also. But so. you're going to get to some cities where there's going to be a real arbitrage between mm. like. All right, it's either this building, it's 2000, yeah. or this building yeah. where the NBA team plays. Yes. You know? We're going to have to make a decision it's right now. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And I guarantee you there's going to be cities where we don't do as good as we usually do in sure. Chicago. And that's just the nature of it's, the business. Though. It's so strategic, though. Like, we have so many people, great people, like 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 Dana, my wife, and Chris Harrington. Like, these people, they pull the stats, you know, and they, they could tell us. Like, I'll even ask, like, hey, how do we do in this city? And they'll let me know. So, like, we're not going to just throw a, you know, a random dart on the map and be like, let's do a show there. Like, everything is planned ahead. Like, yeah. we're, we're thinking about this, these things. What did you think of Revival's tweet that Revival's the best tag team? Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, they're great. I mean, I laughed at it a little bit in truth. Like, I was by myself and kind of gave a little chuckle. they named you guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that's ballsy, right? They didn't, they didn't <laughs> mention our uh, Twitter names, though. No, I mean, they don't, yeah. I don't think they mentioned anyone's Twitter oh, names. Okay. So it was just like okay. a list. <laughs> no, I saw that, and I love that, like, uh, when people aren't afraid to poke the bear. Because I'm like, you know what? That's probably something I would do. So I got a good – I got entertainment out of it. I don't think they're better than us, so if that's, like, if that's the question. <laughs> it's, always, the question? it's always fun, though, to, yeah. to book fantasy cards and yeah. stuff like that. And I think we would have a great matchup with those guys. Absolutely. If for whatever reason we we ever worked with WWE uh, somehow, but uh, I don't know. Or if they ever leave. It's, it's, yeah, it's fun to, to look at, you know. Well, from the start, the narrative's been uh, that, you know, AEW's not competition to WWE. We're going to be an alternative. Yeah. yeah. Sure doesn't seem like WWE's seeing it that way anymore. <laughs> they, yeah. They, yeah. It's funny, huh? <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. It's and, a funny but thing. But you know what? They... Uh, they hate us, I think. So. Well, why wouldn't they? Like, we're disrupting everything. Uh, New like, Japan I, hates us, too. So. I, I, I get New it. New Japan hates you now? Oh, are you kidding me? I think, <laughs> I think everybody looks at AEW uh, as yeah. competition. Because, I mean, we're this new yeah. thing. Nobody knows what it, Like, people are afraid of the unknown, right? Yeah. So, like, who are these guys? And all the, and every day you see a new headline about something we're doing. So, like, it's intimidating. And, and people are fearful of change. I get it. But we're going to stay that way. We're going to be the alternative and... We, uh, we really do mean it. Like, we want to be different from every other company that you see. And I feel like the, the first two shows that we've done, we've, we've given uh, a, a different type of show every time uh, we've done it. So yep. Well, what was missing from wrestling as a whole that made you guys want to start your own company? Jeez. I think something grittier and, grittier and edgier and, uh, for us, tag team wrestling. Like yeah, it's just, that's a big one, yeah. actually. Yeah. It hasn't been around, man. And, and, and we just want to show people, like, tag team wrestling can be a semi-main event, a main event. It could be a big match. It could be one of the top three matches on the show. You know, yeah. When's the last time you saw that? So for us, that was always a big deal. It's like, if we're going to do this, we're going to show everybody what we've been doing for a decade on the independence. Because yeah. the independence, we, we were the main event for 10 years doing this, this act. And it works. And it drew people to the buildings like we've seen in the past, you know, the past several years. I think storytelling, too. Like Sure. Man, everything's so hot-shotted, like, yeah. w with what you see on TV these days. It's like, come on, try to give some type of long-term story that fans could just dig the, their teeth into, you know what yeah. I mean? And I feel like fans want that. It's yeah, been a while. everything is so rushed. Like, someone was complaining yeah. yesterday at our, at our table here at this convention. They were like, 
They're like, within two weeks, they've started a new story and they've already yeah. ended it. And I and I, I might have missed a week. So yeah. I'm like, what happened? You know, yeah. and I don't think there's anything wrong with, with showing a character just a little bit on one week and maybe not even showing them the second week, bringing them back the third week. Like, it, it doesn't have to be so much every show. We give away a lot. Like, and, and I think that with with the world the way it is now like tech with technology it's like everybody thinks that you want it right now and right then and now it's like no it's like listen people watch netflix people watch uh showtime you know dan and i watch hbo every week you know pretty little what's what's the name of the show big little lies like every week i'm like i'm invested in this thing yeah. and they only give you a little bit every week but they give you just enough that you want to come back one week later yeah. i still think like our habits as tv viewers are like we we want to come back and watch. You don't have to give us everything yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think we're hoping to do a little bit of that. Yeah. Who's the name that people tweet at you guys the most? Jeez. I'm just an interviewer of you guys, and I get tweets all the time about, <laughs> ask if they're going to bring this person in. Uh, ask if they're going to sign this man, person. That's an easy one. It's CM Punk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I think with that, hands down, that. right? Yeah. yeah. And we'll be honest. Like, of course we would love him yeah. uh, to come to our company. I. At this time, though, I just don't think he wants to. So. Yeah, it's gonna be his when when he wants to come back to wrestling. It'll be his decision. Do you think back. it's a when, or you think it's an if? If I think it's an if. God, we would love to. Like Matt talks to him all the time about it, and it's just the timing's not right. I guess so. you gotta love the professional wrestling, man. This is he knows better than anybody. This is the most demanding thing in the world. Yeah, and you can't just like find yourself back in it one day and be like, okay, I guess I'm doing this again. Like you really have to want to do it, and and that's up to him. So. But you guys could probably create a situation where it's like, if you only want to come once a month, sure, we can make that happen, Phil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll, well see. <laughs> you see that, guys? Uh-oh. Oh, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Uh, Look, I asked Tony the same question. I'm interested to hear the answer from you guys. Where, what do you think is the five-year plan for AEW? Man, five years. Uh, it, it's probably... Uh, just to be uh, a different alternative, like I said earlier, uh, we we feel like there's a chance to uh, to get a lot of the fans that stopped watching wrestling, like from the '90s and early 2000s, that the Attitude Era, that a lot of people like to call it. A lot of those fans have been turned away from wrestling, yeah. uh, and there's 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 a few million of them, and I feel like there's still, like 10 million of them, and I feel like. They're still wrestling fans, but they just don't like what's what they see on TV now. So if we could get some of those fans back and uh, if we could get them to watch our product yeah. and keep them, I feel like that would be the biggest thing we could do in the next five years. Yeah, he's right. Like so many 30, 40 year olds come up to us all the time and go, you made me fall back in love with wrestling. I gave up on it. And your guys' new vision has given me hope. Like, I want to be a fan again. There's just been no reason for me to be a fan again. Yeah. And, and and we're bringing them back. So, like, if we, in five years, if, if we can, you know, be popping a great rating every week, uh, still selling out buildings, uh, if we've given, you know, a, an alternative place for people to make money and, and, and support their families, man, that's great. I, I just have to say thank you as a fan, also as a journalist, for the access that you guys have given me, the access that AEW has given. Yep. Sure. WWE would never yeah. let any of their stars talk to an open mic after a show. 
Like that is crazy that you guys allow. We want to be different cool. like that though. It feels like it's more like cool. a sport. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And uh, exactly. Tony is big into that, obviously. Yes, and I'm not sure if we're kayfabe in those interviews or not. Like it's it walks a very fine line. It is. It, it's yes. kind of. I mean, it's New Japan cool does the though. same thing, right? Well, not yeah, not you, to this extent. They don't ever break. Right. I think of it like like, like I always loved the NBA when I was a kid, and they would go into the locker rooms oh, yeah, and the, the players. Are, the, yeah. I mean, in the locker rooms, yeah. the players would be changing, and they put a mic in their face, and like here talk, and I'm like. And it's so natural. It feels raw, too. You yes. know what I mean? And it's cool. And, like, I, and, I, and again, it, this goes back to people liking wrestlers on a personal level yeah. because it, they're not necessarily in full character because they're not in their costumes and, and they're not working a crowd. They're in an intimate environment with a microphone. Yeah. And I think that's why people like watching interviews like this. They go, yeah. that's who these guys are. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Okay. I like them. And or I, I don't like we them. We have to or, give credit to Tony for that because yeah. that was all him. Yeah. Uh, I think it probably comes... With uh, him owning the Jaguars, you yeah. know what I mean? Sure. And uh, it feels more like a sport because of it. Yeah. Although, like, I we Chris Jericho on camera there and Chris Jericho off camera. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I was yeah. like, hey, you yeah. know, something happened in that match with Kenny. You know, yeah. Kenny broke his nose. What happened? And he's like, I punched him in his face. I'm like, <laughs> well, not really. <laughs> And then afterwards, yeah, like, yeah. the cameras were off. He's like, hey, Chris, it was good to see you. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah. what? Every, uh, everybody's different, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I MJF's know. another one of those guys. Well, like, MJF's yeah. always on. <laughs> oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably another yeah. person that people tweet me at, yeah. about all the time. Like, yeah. what's he like in person? Yeah. How funny. And I'm like, yeah, he's a dick. See, he, we, he's <laughs> going to be a big star. Oh, my God, he is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say that. That would be hard for us to, like, Try to like, oh, the red lights on. Let's act like the crazy young bucks. We've so always like, been pretty real. Though, well, we you know? and people watch like they watch this vlog every week from the yeah, from the airport, yeah. and I'm crying about how I miss my wife and stuff. So it's yeah. like I can't necessarily. They know who we are. Like, yeah. Yeah. so. Yeah, uh, is there any talk of making an AEW video game? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. This is very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Dana, isn't she's just giving me the nod. Oh, oh don't no. talk about it. Sorry, Dana. Don't talk about no. it. We're gonna have a little bit of everything. Yeah. What, what gonna... else can't we talk about? No, no, no. <laughs> she I think we've covered cool. everything, Let's right? See. Yeah, we everything did. that'll get us heat. Yeah. Let's see. I, I think I got it all here. I never, I never look at these things, but yeah, I'm like, where did this thing like, come from? Yeah. Yeah. I saw interview. Pac on there. Yeah. You can read this writing. This is terrible. This is very messy. Um, all right. I, I pr- super appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. Sure. I, I know that we needed a redo after the very quick interview with the lights going. <laughs> out with Ring of Honor, but yeah. I'm glad we're doing it now because so much has changed and so yeah. much is going to continue to change. Yeah, let's do another one in another year and a half, see where we're at. It'd be better if we did it before then. If we we'll see that you next week. Oh, yeah, we'll see you next week in Jacksonville. <laughs> That's true. I'll, yeah, I'll see you this week. I'll see you on Saturday. Oh, yeah, this week. Yeah. It's in six days. Yeah. 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 This will be uploaded this week. So. All right on. Yeah, cool. So Check out our show then. Yeah. Fight for the Fallen. Yeah. yeah. Fight for the Fallen, being the elite. Yeah. And the Chris Van Vliet show. There you go. There it is. Yeah. I love it. Oh, it's everywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, there you have it. A lot to unpack from that interview with the Young Bucks. A lot of nuggets of news there. A lot of nuggets just about life in general, too. I found that really inspiring from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Uh, thanks to Matt and Nick for taking almost 40 minutes of their morning to do that. And and you 100% need to watch the YouTube video of this interview because at the start of the interview, they super kick me. And that's pretty amazing. I was a recipient of a super kick party. Yeah. Thanks to Green Roads. Use my code Chris15 at greenroadsworld.com to save 15% on their CBD products. Also, thanks to Samson Technologies for supporting the show with the audio equipment that we use. Fight for the Fallen. 
It's this weekend. I'm going to be in Jacksonville for the show. It's about a four-ish, four-and-a-half, five-hour drive from where I live. I'll be there at the show. I'll also be there getting interviews. So if you're there, please stop by, say hi. I will give you the best high five of your life.